Welcome to the Your Money Personal Finance Podcast. I'm Peter Sashecki, President, Chief Cook and Bottle Washer of Everything Financial Group. I even clean the toilet sometimes. We are on episode 17, so almost at the end of working through the Omni formula for this season. Uh, we're just about there. We're going to talk today about the Omni formula estate directory. In order to do that, we've brought in the expert, Shannon Allison, certified financial planner, on her way to become a registered financial planner, or as we joke in the industry, a real financial planner. Um, just kidding, people. Don't send me hate mail. She's also the CEO at Everything Financial Group, and she's here today to help me navigate you through this, answer questions about your estate, and generally have a good discussion on uh, estate directory. So, Shannon... Here you go. I know you're completely comfortable with this. You've been looking so forward to this. She loves the camera. Uh, that's a past life thing for her. So what is really, why are we at Everything Financial coming from you who kind of runs this department of our company, but also from a client perspective too, really, we really encourage people to complete the estate directory when we give them their completed Omni Formula plan with the personal financial organizer. Why is the estate directory so important? Um, well, most people uh, don't think about what's going to happen after they pass away or if they're an executor of a will. And the estate directory is um, where they can record everything that an executor would need. Um, you know, should they pass away, it'll have their personal information, their partner's personal information, um, contacts for their accountant, um, lawyer, if they have one. Uh, the executor's information, and then it even goes into detail about bank accounts and um, even social media, passwords and access to them, um, and just everything that, that an executor would need in order to take over once they pass away. You hit a key one there that's, I can think of so many stories with clients as we've, you and I have been together for so long with the company and developed this thing. Remember the day where having a password for an email wasn't an issue or having a password for Facebook was an issue? But that's a key one because how many times, and, and I've had this, my mom, you've had this, we've mm -hmm. both been, you and I have both been through this where it's like mom's gone, but I can't get into the Facebook and delete the account. Right. And people forget about those things. Yeah. And it wasn't until it came up for me a couple of years ago when I had to, after my mom passed away, when I realized that there are different rules for different social media accounts. So for Facebook, you can actually uh, memorialize or set a memorialization uh, for the account prior to anything happening. You can go into your settings and you can select someone that you want to look after your account after you pass away and request, it'll send them a request and they will actually see that request uh, accept it if they want to be responsible for that. And then when you do pass away, they will be able to handle your account. Um, with Facebook, it's a little bit easier. You can actually memorialize the account and manage it for the person who's passed away. And it's really great for sharing um, information about maybe their celebration of life, but even allowing friends and family to share memories of that person, um, almost like just a place that people can go to remember that person. Uh, with Instagram, it's a little bit different. You have to uh, provide the um, certificate of death, and um, it will allow you to close the account, but you can't really necessarily do anything with it. Well, imagine simple things. I remember when a friend passed away years ago, 2012, we were able to call his phone number and hear his voicemail mm -hmm. for 
ever, it seemed like. And, and that is one of the important things of the estate director. You think it's just about addresses, friends, family. But in this day and age, it's all those other things. So what are what are some other things we have, like some some things people wouldn't think of? Because I, I explain when I'm in delivering, you know, our organizer to people that the estate directory also is almost like a complete address book of mm-hmm. friends, family, yes, and everybody. Because when someone dies, like I know this one happened to you with your mom, that you you just can't think clearly of what do I need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, it was fairly simple just because I am an only child. So it was, you know, my that mom you know and, of. that I know. of. <laughs> so between my, you know, pa- my mom's passing, it was, everything was always about me anyway. <laughs> well, it always is always about you, Shannon. We know yeah. that. So I didn't really have to do a lot. But if you have a lot of siblings or you have a lot of beneficiaries for different um, accounts or items that you want to leave behind, Prior to applying for probate, you need to reach out to all of those people and send them a copy of the will, make sure that that they're okay with everything, that there's nothing that's going to be contested. And if you don't have that information, that makes it a lot more difficult. I remember going back to the very first time I used an estate directory, and I'm going back into the mid-90s, so we're like last century. And I'm sitting there, I was playing golf, and this is how old it is. I get a page. (laughs) And I go, I recognize that number. So I phone the person back, and it's a client's son who I know lives in Ottawa. Now, I'd seen the dad and mom two weeks prior. First time I gave out the estate directory, the father just died, had a heart attack. And the son said he came out right away. His mom couldn't even remember the neighbor's names. And they had moved fairly recent to West Bank in the Cologne area. And he said dad actually had completed the estate directory. And at that point... I kind of knew, and that's one of the earliest financial plans, obviously. I knew we were onto something at Everything Financial. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, this is a key item because people come in, they talk with me, Vitri, Derek, you know, uh, Trevor, Brian, you know, all of us who are working on doing their plans, and they think it's all about the plan. But the really thing about the plan, and that's why this is also one of the last episodes for this season with the Omni Formula. It's not just about the plan, it's what happens at the end. Mm-hmm. And I know you and, and the other people and our other associates in the office who help wrap this up to people, the estate directory is really a stepping stone to also completing the estate, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it's just a starting like the starting point. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I learned through the process and that we learn with other clients through the process, things that would make things go a lot easier. Um, that we can help people with. Um, You know, one thing that is something that I think is a good idea is if you um, have a parent or, you know, you're someone that, it's someone that you're going to be the executor, it might be a good idea to add them to your bank accounts uh, because when you pass away, those bank accounts, as soon as you notify the bank, they will freeze those accounts. And one thing that um, I do regret that I didn't do with my mother, being an only child and being the only one that would have been responsible. And remember, it was all about you. And it's all about me, right? <laughs> um, was that if my mom had put me on as a joint owner on her accounts, I would have been able to manage the money a lot better. Um, what happened was when I came in with the, the death certificate, the accounts were frozen and everything was a lot more difficult to, um, you know, I couldn't take that money from the account to make any last payments. Yeah. Now, Shannon's given you a really good tip about the joint account, but from experience, and I know this personally, you could be on the joint account with your parent. You're right there. There's no reason they should freeze the account. 
but somehow, and here goes, yes, Peter hammering on our banks in Canada, but somehow you go in and they still freeze the accounts, even though they're technically not allowed to. Now, I'm not saying you should go in before the banks have been notified and clean out the account and leave $5 there just to keep the account open. I would never say such a thing out loud. But if you're on the joint account and you're not doing anything ill will and underhanded and sleazy towards your parents' accounts and you are the executor and the key thing is keeping an itemized spreadsheet list of every yes. penny spent, then at least you can account for all that money because what the bank doesn't know, and we've seen this, they don't care about, is, oh, wait a minute, I have a funeral to pay for. Mm -hmm. I have maybe your final tax return. I have some stuff that, like there's other things that yeah. have to be done. Mm -hmm. So within a state directory, I mean, we've talked about um, friends to contact, uh, documents, where should you keep where should you keep this stuff? Uh, well, I mean, you need to let your executor know where you have it. So, um, you know, a lot of times we'll we'll tell people that if they want us to keep a copy, um, we can keep a, a digital copy, but we can also keep the original in our safe at the EFG office. Um, but if they are keeping it for themselves, they'll want to keep it somewhere where they've notified the person that when, if something happens to me, when my time comes, um, this is where it'll be and, and you'll have everything all together. So like even with my mom, she was very organized, um, more so because my dad was able to put everything together for her before he passed. I can't imagine your dad was ever like that. Yeah, very, very organized. <laughs> but um, it got a little bit messy when my mom took over. Um, I've, like fortunately, I was helping her a lot in the last few the few years before she passed. But, um, you know, when you're looking at a book where you've got a ton of passwords and, and logins, but they've been changing and changing and changing. And now you can't figure out which one's the new one and which one's the old one. And it was a little bit messy, but, um, you know, if it's all on one page, if it's all in the estate directory and you have it in one place, you've got the most recent passwords the most recent logins. And this goes for like Hydro, Shaw, like all your TELUS, anything. Um, it just makes it so much easier. So here's an advice for people too. When you, if doing the estate directory, maybe add this to the list. If you're the executor on parents' estate, you've lost one parent, there's one left, because normally, normal household, two parents, one passes away, it goes to the other parent, yeah. and then the kids get involved because one of them might be the executor. People, do your children a favor. Complete the estate directory. Call us. You don't even have to be a client. Call us. We'll help you through it. Go through what you should, you should do. It's advice we'd love to give people. Here's the other thing. Clean out your house. Clean out your basement because we've been through this and I'm talking to my dad about this yep. these <clears throat> days. Not He's not a hoarder, but the last thing you want to deal with, because this is hard enough doing all this stuff, mm -hmm. is then cleaning up 30 years of memorabilia and stuff yep. in a house that you now have to get mm -hmm. sold. So maybe we're going to change the estate directory to... A state directory and house purge <laughs> down the road. I, you know, I was really lucky that my parents actually moved quite they did, frequently. Not long so before. every time that they moved, they basically tossed out everything that they didn't need. So what was really left was was only this, pretty much the stuff that that was important. You know, all the the memorabilia and the collectible stuff and all my childhood things and my mom's childhood things and my parents. And um, so it wasn't too bad for me, but that is a really good idea because if you've been in a home for 
you know, 20, 30 years, you accumulate a lot of stuff. And the last thing you want is to leave your family having to decide what to throw out, what to sell, what to get rid of and what to keep. So that is a good, a good idea. Some other key things that are kind of, we're going to do another, she's panicking already. We're going to be doing another podcast <laughs> later sometime in 2023 that just relates to what an executor has to do and how we help at everything financial, complete the duties of an executor, probate, et cetera. But just a little teaser for coming up down the road. So what are kind of some of the things people don't know that just having all this stuff organized in an estate directory, how can it make executor duties, probate duties a little easier? Well, just having everything all in one spot. But with, um, you know, if everything financial, we have our estate plan that we offer to people. We basically will hold your hand through the whole thing. So when someone passes away and you've, you, you're starting that whole probate process, we will actually walk you through which documents you have to complete, what needs to be submitted, how to complete them. Um, some tricks that we've learned, you know, uh, do not mail in your probate application because uh, you'll get it back in the mail with a bunch of corrections um, and then it just delays the process. So one thing that, you know, we would recommend is go right down to the probate office at a Supreme Court and um, and talk to someone and show them, here's my application. They will go through it with you right then, let you know what errors you have, what mistakes you have to correct, um, if you've got the right amount for the check, for the application. Um, and then you can go home right away, make those corrections and go right back again the next day. Um, whereas in the mail, you're talking like weeks, months that you can delay oh, it. Oh, it's government. They're always quick. Yeah. The other thing too, there is a real trick that I found out. It's not necessarily a trick, but if you're looking after an estate and you're selling a property and you have an accepted offer, uh, they will actually prioritize your probate filing. So when you go down there, you just let them know that you have an accepted offer on the property. They'll speed up the process and finish the probate as fast as possible so that you can actually complete the sale because the sale cannot complete until probate is processed. So now do you have to show them, when, when you went through this with your mom, did you have to show the accepted offer or show the paper or did they just take your word for it? I actually, to be honest, I don't remember if I did, but knowing myself, I probably did attach the, the, oh, the you, purchase you and sale did. contract. She's very thorough. <laughs> so I probably did attach the purchase and sale contract, but if you have it, it's obvious, why not produce yeah. it, right? But um, it was such an easy process. I thought, you know, how how many months am I going to have to delay the, the sale of this property? Um, and they, they just did it right away for me, and then I was able to complete the sale. Your mom passed away in May. Yes. And didn't... We have your whole property, um, the estate, everything. Wasn't it all done by sometime in August? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we have stories, people. People will come in and they'll talk to us, how long is this going to take? And and they've done a lot of stuff themselves. Mm -hmm. They've gone and got legal advice and things get tied up, et cetera. And there's reasons for doing that too. Um, and going to a lawyer and things like that in some cases, obviously. But we know people have taken like over a year like mm -hmm. it takes forever well we can't sell the property we can't do this we don't have probate we don't and and that's a, yeah. a, an easy one so we really encourage you when you come in to see us at everything financial and we complete your plan it's in section eight of our personal financial organizer and in our next episode the the closing episode of the season we're going to go through a lot of details of what's in that organizer and just kind of wrap up the season but that is the most important part of every financial plan because the financial plan is there for not what you're doing now, that's part of it, and how to get you to your goals, but how to wrap it all up at the end. It's like, it's like, 
baking the cake, not putting the icing on at the end. Like, why would you bother? Yeah. Knowing that we have such sweet tooth. Well, and one thing that I want to say too is that, like, I mean, it's it's okay to tell someone what they're supposed to do at every step of the way, whether it's your financial plan or your estate planning, but we hold your hand through. So yeah. you're not alone. You're not, it, here's what you do. Goodbye. Good luck. And we, we wish you well with us. It's, you know, we're here to answer the questions, guide you along, hold your hand the whole way. And, and you're not alone. It's yeah. not as scary that way. No. And here's the shameless plug because it's my company and my podcast, so I can plug anything I want. But this goes back to, it's good you said it, but earlier episodes that we had way earlier in the season about what you should get back to actually, I think the one of the first episode when interviewing a firm that you want to have do a financial plan for you. And one of the things I, we always talked about is what are you getting for your money? The, the person at the bank or, or whatever, the mutual fund salesperson, they're getting paid a fee. What are you doing for the fee? There's the example of part of what we do for the fee. We don't just do the plan we wrap up the plan at the end and we're not, and people don't realize we're not charging an extra fee or charging you an hourly rate to, to do your executor duties and, and wrap this stuff up. Mm -hmm. I mean, the estate plan that we're going to do in another episode, that's what we do is you're paying us. I mean, is make sure you get it all wrapped up at the end and it's seamless because some simple things and you, and I'll just, we'll close off on a few simple points that we've talked about before. It kind of ties into the estate directory, but to make your estate simple, some simple things. You And you mentioned earlier, beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. Name beneficiaries on your life insurance. Name beneficiaries on your registered products. RSPs and TFSA is what's considered a registered product because then it bypasses probate. It right. goes directly to that person right away. So Shannon mentioned the joint accounts. Doing those little things, and all those tips are in you know, our state directory, and we'll give you those tips when you come in everything financial, but doing all those little things that you don't think about can save you tons of time. And if it saves you tons of time, it saves you tons of money mm -hmm. down the road. Yeah. And and during one of the most horrible times, the, the death of a loved one, we can't help you the motion, but the more we can make the money part of it easier, mm -hmm. the easier it's going to be. Yeah. And I just want to mention too that we have our own checklists and everything for our clients um, with our estate plan um, that shows them or walks them through what they need to do after the after their loved one passes. But you can actually go to gov.bc.ca slash after death and they have a full checklist there with all of the links included. Um, you just click on the link. If it, it tells you, it, it clicks you through to where you need to go and what you need to do. And, um, you know, it's free. So gov. <laughs> dot bc uh dot ca slash after death well we'll make sure that's on the bottom here of the screen people so you can rewind look at it and make <laughs> sure you get it because it's a long address but yeah yeah anything to make life easy and prepare in advance well thanks for coming in we dragged you in <laughs> kicking and screaming i told her it was like an employment requirement <laughs> if you want to keep her job yeah. she had to come in and do this. <laughs> and i want to keep my job <laughs> she wants to keep her job she's really good at her job actually so i, I could you know what forget her keeping her job if she is gone i'd be screwed. It'd, it'd, be, it'd be lost. So that's it for episode 17. Um, go to YouTube, look up everything financial group. You can see all the previous episodes plus past episodes from previous years. Plus what we're doing now is just when we find topics that you've emailed into us and you want to find out more information on, send us an idea and we'll do a podcast about just about 
anything if we think it's going to help people. Um, pretty soon you'll also see episode 18 coming up, which episode 18 is going to be the wrap-up of the Omni formula, what's involved in the uh, personal financial plan that we provide you with in your personal financial organizer with Everything Financial. So stay tuned for that, and we'll see you soon on the Your Money Personal Finance Podcast. Uh -huh.